I'm here to open your mind and close the gap between the 99 and 1% of the world. I truly believe that the reason the 1% of the world has all of the wealth is simply because they realized wealth has little to do with money and way more to do with your mindset. If you don't believe me, you're in the right place. My name's Lynn Fink, and welcome to Wealthy Mindset Moves. Before we get into today's episode, I had to tell you guys about this podcast because if you're listening to this one, you will love For the Girls podcast hosted by Victoria Lario, my very own confidence coach. It's a podcast for girls who want more out of life and are ready to start asking for it. Victoria's mission with her work is to help her listeners and clients stop settling for the minimum and start raising the bar and believing that you can have it all. I'm also a member of the Confidence Club, Victoria's membership that offers high value coaching at a low ticket price. Members get daily coaching via group chat and a live call every single month. What I love about the Confidence Club is the community that we're building. Think your besties chat, but without all the gossip and toxic negativity that you sometimes find in there. This is truly a group of women that is looking to level up in life. And guys, all of our lives are different and we're going through so many different things, but the way we relate is insane. So I have been recommending it to all of my friends because no matter how busy your schedule is with work, school, or kids, this program is a game changer and was designed with you in mind. It's for the girls who want to grow at their own pace, take the pressure off a private coaching setting and weekly call commitments, learn alongside a supportive community of like-minded besties and gain an unlimited amount of insight and mentorship at an affordable rate. So become your 2.0 self with me and check out the For the Girls podcast and the Confidence Club at the link in my show notes. Happy Wealthy Wednesday, guys. I am so excited to introduce you guys to my first three guests on this podcast. I asked six women a few weeks ago um, about coming on my podcast, and I thought these three women would be perfect, but they're also besties. So I was like, why not have them on all together? I figured that would be perfect. So you are going to hear all about their journey as entrepreneurs, how they really had to change their mindset and pivot around different things. So get ready to learn a lot and hopefully want to make some changes in your own life. I am so excited to introduce you to Gina, Fran, and Veronica. All of their information is going to be linked in the show notes. Please check out their Instagram, see what they have to offer. These three women are incredible. I cannot wait for you guys to hear more. All right. Awesome. Welcome my first three guests on my podcast, guys. I'm so excited for this because I, when I started thinking of people I wanted to have on my podcast, I immediately thought of these three women and they're all really good friends. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me just have them all on together. They have really inspiring stories. I think you guys will all really relate to. And the cool thing is we were all part of the same network marketing company. We're all not really like with the company anymore. Um, but it's really cool to see just how we've all connected, even though we were a part of like completely different teams and stuff. So who um, I guess I'm going to have Fran go first, if you will kind of want to introduce yourself and we will get started. Hi, amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. And congratulations on your podcast. I feel like I haven't even said that yet. But yeah, my name is Francesca Agostinelli. 
I'm 27 years old. I'm originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania, but I live in Tampa, Florida for two more short months. And so we relocate to the 305 um, in Miami. And I've been an entrepreneur for almost four years. My first three, three and a half years were with network marketing until about the last six months. And so recently now, um, I have my own beauty company called Bella Beauty. And that's kind of where, where we're at right now. I love that. I also have to say with Bella Beauty, you've completely inspired me to get all pasture raised things. I just got my groceries delivered and literally everything is pasture raised. We'll get into that later, but um, I just wanted to mention that. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Fran. Gina, let's talk. Hi, this is um, my first podcast that I've ever been a part of too. So this is like really cool. Um, and I'm so happy to do it with the three of you guys. Um, so my name's Gina. I'm 32 years old and it feels so weird to say that I'm originally from Boston. I live in Tampa here. Um, and I've been, I don't know if you want to call it, would you call it entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, self-employment, um, for a little over five years now, started network marketing, um, we can talk how we got into that later, but now I'm doing high ticket sales and just ventured into digital marketing about four weeks ago. I love that. You know, I'm obsessed with your sales training. Um, Gina does free sales training, which we'll definitely get into. And I, you guys know I work seven days a week and five days of those I'm doing sales from home. So <laughs> I definitely always love those free trainings. So Veronica, let's get into it. Hi, friends. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here, Lindsay. Thank you for having us. And yes, like friends said, congrats on your podcast. We're so happy for you. Um, so we're doing a quick intro. My name is Veronica. For those of you guys who do not know me, I don't have a middle name. So I always feel weird saying Veronica Kogan to feel so bland after hearing Fran. But Veronica, I'm a middle name Kogan. I'm, um, I'm currently in Atlanta from Chicago, born and raised. My journey as an entrepreneur goes back I feel old, probably almost 10 years now, close to a decade. I left the nightlife industry in my early 20s, and I went super eat, pray, love, and moved my life to California in three suitcases. And I always share that part of my journey because I think that's where it really began. Like It was that decision that actually got me where I'm at today. Um, and my first ever, I guess, step into entrepreneurism was running my door-to-door -door and B2B business in San Francisco. I started off doing commission-only door-to-door sales, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I came from being a privileged princess from the nightlife industry to knocking on doors to pay my bills. And it was the best decision that I ever made because I think it's what made me into the entrepreneur that I am today and the creative that I am and the person who's always able to like pivot and make changes. And so my journey today... Where did I go? I went from running an office to stepping into corporate for like <laughs> a quick six months to get myself back on my feet. But again, listen to my intuition and step back into working for myself. Um, stepped into the network marketing space, ran my business for about four years. And again, listened to my gut and slowly stepped into a new industry that aligned with some of the goals that I had. And I'm currently in the digital marketing space and we're taking it from there. I love it. I just think it's so cool to just hear where you guys have all came from because, you know, the main thing with me is like I have to hustle for everything I work for. And I know that you ladies agree with the same thing. And I just think it's really strong that you guys have all decided to make pivots in your life when is when was like the most 
important part. So my question to all of you, especially because, you know, you all got into network marketing. That's like when when you guys met. So whoever really wants to like go first and share, like what made you like get into network marketing and kind of like how did you guys all connect and meet? Because like we said, like you guys, none of you guys were a part of the same downline or anything like that. Um, I can take this one if you want. Um, I, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, but literally ever since like college, I could not fathom what it would be like to work for somebody else for the rest of my life where like I would think about the thousands of dollars I accrued in debt and just to get for me, I was a research scientist. The average like entry position was like $35,000 a year. And that's what I basically worked with for like five years. Like that's barely enough to put like food on the table. Never mind. Like I was like, how are people paying off their student loans and how are they buying homes? Like, how are they able to travel or like literally afford life? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. So I automatically thought, okay, well, if I have some spare time, because that's all I thought was like time for money. I was like, I could trade in my nights for the nightclub. But then eventually I started seeing other girls online instead of, you know, working with their spare time at night, they were using their phones to, you know, sell products. And I was like, okay, if I could sell like champagne, like maybe I sell shampoo. Um, and that's how I really made that pivot. Cause I was like, that, that totally was not meant to be a pun, by the way. Um, that was I, so I good though. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of fire. Um, but yeah, it just like, it didn't make sense to me. Like how I didn't know anything about entrepreneurism. I didn't know anything about having a business. So, you know, I really think that, you know, seeing other people being able to do something other than trading that time for money. Cause that's all I knew. That's all I grew up around. That's all like I had presently known, um, I knew that there had to be some other way besides selling like beat picks that were going to make me more money than what I was doing currently, you know? I can't believe I just said yes. beat picks. I love that. No, but it's it's really true. People are doing it all the time, so. <laughs> I, um, I'll go and then we'll have Fran close out because she's the reason why we actually all ended up getting together in this group in the first place, which I think is one of my favorite stories. Um, but I started network marketing because the bitch was broke. I had to make money. Like I was barely paying my bills. I was Ubering and I was door dashing and I was dog sitting um, and I was working in corporate at the time. And I just, I have a lot of debt. I had a certain lifestyle that I live. And when I started making less money, the lifestyle didn't change. I never learned in my early twenties. Um, and so network marketing was appealing to me because I saw an opportunity to make money. And I think that it's such an amazing business model for anyone who's a complete beginner in the online space um, and wants to learn the, the essential skill sets to kind of get their foot in the door and then figure out a pathway that's best suited for them moving forward or build within that space. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful industry for someone who wants to learn how to make money online and they don't know where to start and they're needing that extra coaching and mentorship to get themselves there. I really like that you said that because for me, a huge struggle for me stepping out of network marketing and really focusing on this podcast, because I, like, let's face it, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day and I'm working seven days a week right now. I don't have, if I'm not having the complete passion for something, I'm not going to work on it. Um, and for me, the struggle was, you know, this is the financial vehicle that's going to get me to where I want to go. But I didn't realize that it was really the business vehicle, the mindset vehicle, the training vehicle that got me to where I wanted to go. And I think coming to peace with that for me was what let me step back from it and just feel free from that, not feel like I'm owing anybody anything because it's not that I failed. I did have a lot of success. It's just that I didn't need to 
go all the way to the top of the company to step into what I was actually meant to do and actually meant to pursue. So I'm really glad that you mentioned it like that. I'll go. So I was a late bloomer. I wanted to go to college. I wanted the corporate job. Um, it, it Well, thought I wanted. In that time of my life, I was like, okay, I did the whole big school thing. Now we're going to get the big girl job thing. I'm moving to Florida. Like that is what I wanted. And so like probably about 12 weeks into corporate America, I was like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Okay. We need, hold on. And so at this point I'm living in Florida by myself. I know no one, not one person. And I'm like, I need to find something else. And at the time, um, I, the person I was working with said, Hey, my best friend's sister, you know, made a million dollars selling shampoo. And I'm like, well, who is that? Let's, let's see what goes on here. And so that was my introduction to network marketing. That was my first entrepreneurial venture ever. Um, and for me, yes, it was a little bit about the money just because I've always liked, you know, nails done, hair done, new outfits, et cetera. But I always had very supportive parents. So it wasn't about the money for me as the main object. It was about the lifestyle that I couldn't have with a corporate job. I wanted to wake up at 7 a.m. and get a green juice and go to Pilates and then come home and work and take content. And that is what I was craving so bad is the freedom of choice. And so I saw network marketing as that opportunity to grant me freedom of choice. So that's kind of why I said yes. The money was obviously a bonus. Um, and then how we met is it's so crazy because it was literally earlier this year, like how times have changed in 11 months. Um, so me and Gina got super close in, in the beginning of this year, we were talking about, okay, we're really going to go all in. We're doing a 90 day push, whatever. I've known Veronica since probably a year and a half or two years into my network marketing business. She was always someone that I knew when I needed to like focus, that's the person like, Hey, I need to do this. I need you to do it with me. And we're going to make a lot of money and help a lot of people. Are you with me? She'd be like, yes, I'm in. So as I'm talking to Gina, we're like, oh, maybe this person, maybe this person, like they say they're going to do this, but they don't do it. And we're like, is there anybody? I'm like, Gina. Okay. I have one more person. I'm like, it's my friend Veronica and we need to do this. You're going to love her. She's just like us. And Gina's like, is she actually like us, dude? Like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. And so we started that group chat and that's literally how it started. And now all three of us are out of, out of network marketing. We have our own ventures, but I think now more than ever, we are closer than ever on a, on a spiritual level, on a, on a safe, you know, security level. But yeah, that's, that's how it blossomed. That is I literally just... don't think we haven't spoken since that group chat. Like, I think there's been some sort of a conversation every day since then. I think that's wild hearing that story. Okay, I'm sorry. Literally, I text you guys when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, good morning. And then I do the same sun every day. Cause I'm like, that's my group chat. You know, these are my people. I love that. I just, I think it's so inspiring because I'm somebody I actually don't have a, the people that I mainly talk to the most from network marketing are people that I 
didn't talk to while I was in network marketing. Like, it's actually crazy. Like the people like you three, for example, like I think I, I've talked to you more now that I'm not in network marketing than I ever did before. Um, <clears throat> there's like another leader that I was always inspired by that I'm talking to about like completely different other things. And it's just so crazy the way that like the people that I really wanted to be around in network marketing, I'm now like getting around in different ways. And I just think just like you guys were saying, like network marketing, it's just a beautiful place to like really experience like, you know, a, just a different change of mindset really in the world because I had no idea that something like this even exists. Like I literally thought I was going to be a server for the rest of my life. I think three days before somebody reached out to me about joining this business, I literally was saying to myself, I guess this is just my life. I'm going to settle just so I'm going to be a server for the rest of my life. And it is what it is. And it's just so crazy how five years ago, like it, my life is completely different now, but I hear you on the corporate because I myself need to get out. I'm like literally six months in and I'm like, I just, I just can't, I just know it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, but since we're on the topic of network marketing, and I do know a lot of people that listen to it are currently in it. Maybe they're getting into it, but, you know, a lot of people are people that, you know, haven't really been into it, haven't been inspired, are wanting to change, but are kind of afraid of it. So I just kind of want to know, like, what were your main reasons for, for from stepping back and stepping into something new? Whoever wants to go first. I'll go. I'll take it. <laughs> So I'm going to answer this um, really objectively, and I'm going to first speak to the person who's listening to this who maybe kind of feels a little lost. Maybe you're someone who's put a lot of, um, I think if, if someone's listening to this and you're at a place where you know you want to make a change, it's normally because you've worked really, really, really hard and you're like, I don't know what else to do. Maybe it's me. Like maybe I'm broken. Maybe something's wrong, right? I think that's one pathway in business. And I think there's another pathway in business where you know that you physically have done the maximum of what you're willing to give. And it's time to see where else you're skills are best suited in other industries. And I think that's really where I got to. There are so many things behind the scenes that we can talk about, but none of that led to the actual emotional decision of like, I think I've taken what I need from this space. And now it's about my ability to actually use what I've learned. And I don't know if what I'm doing now is it, it could be that next pathway, but it's like, if I don't continue finding those things, well, then I'm really just running in that same circle on repeat because I'm not seeing the growth that I was looking for. And that looks different to everybody, you know? So I think that Whatever industry you're in, but especially in the network marketing space or a space where there is a team-based environment, it's so important to ask yourself, are you being capped within the space that you're personally in? How can you serve at a greater level? Uh, and maybe how can you take away the emotional attachment of that servanthood? So therefore, you know, it's coming from like the most purest place. And that's what I, that's where I was at. I was like, if I really want to be the leader I'm meant to be, I have to leave before I have like resentment towards this beautiful industry. And I think it happened at just the right time. And I think... Uh, what a lot of us experienced after stepping away from network marketing, speaking for myself, was that lesson that I think I always was looking for that was solidified once I made that decision. And so it all kind of worked exactly how I needed it to. <laughs> yes. And I like I like how you, you just worded everything because for me, for example, that was like, I was just to the point where I was so unpassionate. It's not that I knew I couldn't do the work. It's not that I knew, didn't know what I needed to do. It was just that I just felt capped out from it. Like I just, my favorite part of network marketing was doing team calls, talking about mindset. And when that wasn't looked good as good upon as like, you know, making sales every single day, 
I just completely lost all interest. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's what ultimately led me to doing this because, you know, one of my coaches actually asked me, she was like, you know, I got to the point where it was like, do, do I really need to be selling shampoo to make this happen? And that just clicked for me. I was like, wow, I don't really need to sell shampoo to talk to people about mindset. Like I can literally start a podcast because I've wanted to do that. So I and just I love the way you worded that. Before I, I do want to say one thing, because I think it's going to bunny hop really well, which Gina and Brown are about to share too. But I think it's really important for anyone who is building in the network marketing space right now. If it's not something that's fulfilling that actual passion, I think Fran's a prime example of like, okay, well, what, what genuinely fills your soul with and what you're filling your days with? Because if you've been building something for four or five years, that's a choice, right? So you're, you're choosing to fill your day with activities. All right, well, what in that fills your soul? Where What's igniting your fire? And how can you utilize that and build something around it? Because that's always... That was the foundation of network marketing. It's building you the skills that you can build off of. So exactly. Totally agree. I can go. Um, let me think for a sec. Okay. I feel <laughs> fleeting thoughts, fleeting thoughts, bring it back together. <laughs> um, yeah. So a few things I think for me, I always wanted to be the boss. Um, I've always wanted to be the owner and I want to make decisions. I felt at probably the tail end, um, I was like, I think this feeling, I kind of let go for so long because I wasn't sure if it was a season or if it was the feeling trying to tell me it's time to move on. And so I let it, kind of fester. And I think I got to that point where I was like, I, I want to go out on my own. I have the skills, which just to be very clear, I would have not been able to do what I do now without network marketing. It taught me so much of what to do and what not to do. And that's business. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, but I think two things is I asked myself, why am I scared to leave? Am I scared to leave because I don't think I can do it? Or am I scared to leave because I think the friends that are my friends are not going to be my friends, right? And at the end of the day, if they are my friends, they'll be here. Just like Gina and Veronica, they're still here, right? And there was a point where Veronica was still in it and me and Gina were out and nothing changed. And so sometimes if you're listening to this and you're only scared because you think you're going to lose your friends, and you leave and you lose your friends, they were never your friends. They were never your friends. And I think that was the most shocking and hardest pill to swallow because that didn't hurt my ego, it hurt my heart. But it was necessary. And I think number two is, I think in network marketing especially, I was so attached to the goal and I was only attached to that vehicle to get me there. And so I had to sit down and say, Fran, the goal is the same. The vehicle is always going to change and that's okay. But the goal is still there, right? MDC and Monet or a millionaire in my own company, I'm making a million dollars either way. But I was so attached to getting there by one vehicle that I think it stunted a lot of other opportunities because I was super closed off. And I'm like, no, this is the vehicle. This is how I'm getting there. This is how I'm going to do it. And when I get there, I'll do something else. And so for me, 
that's something to help too. So if you're out there and you're listening, I would ask yourself, if the goal is still the same, then why can't the vehicle change? If it's something that you enjoy more and you get to do longer. Um, and so those were a couple of the things that I felt and that I went through and questions that I asked myself to really try to find out why am I still here? And then why am I scared to leave? And I think if you ask yourself that and you say it out loud, you'll realize that you're either there for the right reasons or you're there for the wrong reasons. Oh my goodness. If only myself six months ago could have heard that at this point. <laughs> that was point. so powerful. Because like so powerful, so powerful. Yay. Damn. Yeah. That was really powerful. So, I mean, kind of, kind of piggybacking what Fran said, I was so committed, you know, to hitting the top and I felt like I definitely attached achievements to my self-worth. And I felt like if I ever were to step away, then that would take away a vehicle for me to actually like get recognition of not like awards and stuff like that, but recognition of like, okay, like Gina's doing things that are outside of the ordinary. And because of that, that makes her worthy. That's how my brain used to like really be wired with this company. And I didn't really realize it. That's definitely, you know, some personal development stuff that I really had to work through over the last year. Uh, and there were definitely a lot of times where I had hit a lot of emotional roadblocks with other people, with um, just the way that the model is set up and the way that it aligned with me and, and where I wanted to go. Um, but ultimately, you know, with these emotional roadblocks that I had with people and things that were totally out of my control, ultimately, you know, hitting these like one after another, after another, I had to ask myself like, okay, like not to make an emotional decision just because somebody pissed me off or somebody made me feel this way, which I mean, I think those feelings are very valid. I think it's really important to look at like the logistics and, and really make it a logical decision, which sometimes can be very, very hard when you're very emotionally charged. Um, but for me, a year prior, like Really, when Fran and I started connecting with Veronica, um, I decided to work with my boyfriend with one of his clients uh, who sells a high ticket sales like book marketing agency. Um, and I only took it because I wasn't making enough money with my network marketing business. And I had made the change a year before that to do a lot of emotional work to become that person that reaps the results that I was looking for. Um, so I, I really worked hard with that. And then I was working with Francesca day and night for like a year. We were on that shit 24 seven. So I knew it wasn't necessarily, I'm not working hard enough, but I believed that, you know, because I was being told you're not working hard enough. You're not believing enough. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to have to get this high ticket sales job because I need to make money. Right. I actually ended up doing pretty well and I had no idea I was going to, I was working, I was working less and making more. I was having actually less strenuous conversations, selling more expensive stuff than I was selling shampoo. And I was like, hold on a second. I thought that this would be the other way around. Right. So what I ultimately realized was I actually love sales. I love it. I love talking with other people. I love like having them purchase stuff from me because it's going to solve their problems. I'm so excited for it. And I develop relationships with clients for no matter what I do. And I was like, why don't I have this be 
you know, what I fill more of my days with because motivating people who don't want to do sales, I don't want to do it. Like it just doesn't fill my cup. And I don't feel bad saying it either. Cause I felt like I was in a place where I had to feel bad if I wasn't all about impact impact, like, yes, but like, no, at the same time, like I want to, I'm a, you know, go getter. I love sales. Right. So it's really hard to be in misalignment with people who don't want all the same things. And that's totally okay. Not everybody has to be like in love with sales, but ultimately, you know, I hit another emotional roadblock of like, you know, why am I feeling this way of how I'm being treated and such. And I had to really look at the actual facts. Like, yes, I'm working very hard. Um, but I'm not seeing the results that I want. And it might just not be what Fran said, the right vehicle to get me to ultimately what I'm dreaming of. That was really long-winded. No, it was so good. And I, it's so funny because I relate to so much of all of your stories. And the thing is, is, you know, Instagram, like we know is a highlight reel. So just like really getting to know you guys on this level. I mean, you guys are so vulnerable online. Like I didn't expect anything less, but just hearing all of the details of your journey, it's just really cool because it reminds me a lot of my own and it makes me feel more empowered to, you know, step into, you know, really step into things and step out of what is no longer serving me because, you know, if you guys can do it, anybody can do it. You just have to really have that passion. So I kind of just wanted to really close out with talking about like your guys's pivots, like really what you're focusing on now, how people can connect with you, obviously, and, you know, any offers that you have for people because, you know, even you guys are all still in the online space. I mean, Fran is literally the boss now. So that's amazing. <laughs> Don't, don't make me go because I literally just talked everybody's ear off. Veronica. So um, you you asked us to share. So I wanted Fran to talk about Bell of Beauty. I was excited. I was waiting. <laughs> you wanted us to share a little bit of what we're doing now within our pivot. Yeah. I forgot I was muted and I was <laughs> laughing and saying yes. But yeah. Um, so I currently I am in Wait, marketing. sorry, really quick too. I just want to also like make sure you guys mention like anything like you guys can help people like making money wise, product wise, like anything. I want you guys to like talk all about it. I love it. I love it. Um, I I do want to before I even share a little bit of what I'm doing, I wanna I wanted to do just a little bit of a mindset for someone who is listening to this and like you're in a season of change and you have this like friction and this fear. I actually read something before popping onto this uh recording with you and it kind of spoke to me and it was this quote and it said I don't think anyone's really scared of making a change. I think they're scared of the responsibility that comes with that change and the possibility of failing that and the possibility of failing, even if they change directions. And I just think that's a, like a pivotal reminder because what I'm doing right now in the digital marketing space, when I made this pivot eight and a half weeks ago was it came on a phone call. It came out of desperation. I was in a position where I had to make more money. Like I had to, my bills were piling up. Thomas wasn't making a consistent income. My parents are, I don't talk about it on social media really because I think it embarrasses them when I talk about it with them, they look embarrassed. And so when I bring it to social, I feel like they think I use it as a, 
as like a carrot and that's never my goal. But my parents are in a position where I genuinely don't really know how much longer they're gonna be able to afford to just pay bills. Um, and so I stepped into digital marketing with one goal and it was like, if I can just help them pay their mortgage, that was the first goal. I was gonna even just put my auto payments on their card. I'm like, maybe I'll just do two sales a month in my digital marketing business that can pay their mortgage. And at least I know I'm helping. I don't know what's gonna happen to me, but at least I know I'm helping. And what I recognized is that digital products filled that gap that I was desperately looking for when I was in my network marketing business. It's really truly allowing someone to lean into their gifts and lean into their passions and create something they can monetize off of it. And although we could do that in network marketing, it was with restraints. We can monetize our time on social media. We couldn't monetize our gifts. And digital products is allowing you to monetize your gifts. And so that is what I'm in the season of right now is helping people step into that and figure out what, what niche makes sense to them, what the, what it is they enjoy doing and creating digital products around it and the beauty of um, the current resale right space is that there's so many different ways that you can utilize done for you products and use that same product to start making an income with and so it opens up so many doors so you guys can always connect with me on social media it is wi-fi money with veronica uh, and i would love to help you guys launch off I love that. It's been so inspiring. And I've, and guys, you definitely have to check out her Instagram and see how much money she's been making. Cause it's actually crazy. And Gina, I know you started it recently and you just woke up from a nap today and made a shit ton of money. So, Oh my God. I was so confused. Like literally my face was still swollen. I was like showing uh, Veronica and Fran a picture. I was like, guys, look at puppy face. Oh my God. I just made another thousand dollars. I was Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I totally everything that uh, Veronica had mentioned, like really being able to monetize your gifts um, and mine, I feel like is sales. I love it so much. So that's ultimately why, you know, I stepped into digital marketing because I wanted to help other women be able to step into such a space where there's so much money available. And as emotional creatures, like it's so important that we are able to help other people make really impaired decisions with really big purchases. Uh, that's why I think women have such a space within high ticket sales are just selling expensive stuff um, just because of our nature. Right. But it, sometimes it could be really hard to harness that nature in order to, you know, make those sales because, you know, money and confidence and the way society brings us up, it's, it's all tied together. So that's really my role. I feel like um, with digital marketing is, you know, learning how to utilize that space and then creating my own digital products as time goes by. Maybe I'll have a sales agency. I don't know. I don't have any positions or things like that just yet. I'm still super in the beginning phases of that. Um, but currently right now, yeah, I'm just in my sales role with this company and I really enjoy, you know, although it's not my company, I feel like I'm a part of a mission that is just such in its infant stages and to be able to see that grow and be a part of it and get, you know, be able to put in feedback to help that company grow. I know that one day when I have my own company, all of the time and all the lessons learning it with everybody on the team that's going to all coalesce into whatever the fuck it is that I build. I don't know what I'm not the type of person that likes to be like, okay, in 10 years, my life will look like this in 15 years, because I love the elements of surprise and I invite it. Um, I don't know if anybody else agrees. I, I think that's actually something that most people don't agree with. Um, but I do. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. If anybody listening wants to hop on my sales trainings, I am making them more uh, regularly happening over the next few weeks. Just give me some grace because I'm balancing a lot right now, but I promise uh, I will be there for you and be your sales queen. Yes. I love that. Listen, if you start a sales agency, I better be your first 
recruit because I'm ready to, I'm ready to dial. I love, that's like my favorite part about sales. And that's like something I like miss. I'm currently trying to get into remote closing somehow, figuring out a way to invest into it because I just love dialing and calling, closing a sale. My sales job right now is just a little slower. So it's not as can fun I, for me. Can I say one thing though? And yes. if anybody is in either a sales agency or a closing agency or has one, please do not come after me. But I don't think that they're always necessary to break into. Um, I think what you can do if anybody's looking for a remote closing position, go online on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's um, Instagram, and message people that you think excel expensive stuff. I'm talking like uh, coaches, softwares, um, anything that you feel like a personal brand is selling things that are about $5,000 plus. And I say that number because getting on one-on-one -on -one calls, unless you're the business owner, it's not worth it um, unless it's $5,000 plus if you're making a commission from it. So be that salesperson and do the sales for yourself. See if people need closers, because I'm telling you, it's such an integral part of a business. Like people need salespeople to convert those leads. You are bound to find something rather than paying $10,000 to get placements. Perfect. Because that's going to be literally what I do tonight and tomorrow all day is just literally message people because I just, I'm so sick of sitting at my desk for nine to six. It's actually ridiculous. So I, it's just taking up too much of my day. It's crazy, but thank you so much. That was just so helpful for me. So, all right, Fran, let's get into it, boss lady. Okay. What can I offer? Let's see. Let me get my list out. No, I'm kidding. Um, two things. So right now what I'm focusing on obviously is Bella Beauty. That's my baby. Um, I think something super cool that I'm learning right now is I felt as though I truly knew a lot in being self-employed about marketing, about sales, about being consistent, about personal development. And then you become a business owner. And then you're thrown into real business world, real numbers, real things that need to get done. And I, that part of me that is very new and like, I don't know any of this. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Excites me. You know, the exploring the capacity of my work ethic excites me. And so learning right now is like a really big play. I had a call with our marketing director and she was like, okay, can you send me your P&Ls sheet? I'm like, my what? She's like, your P&Ls, I'm like, I'm like messaging card. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. So like, those are major things that I should have. And so that's really what I'm focusing on. Um, brand awareness, obviously, and exposure as something that is new. But for anyone who struggles with acne, hormonal acne, painful periods, things of that nature, Bella Beauty is, is your place. Um, we help women and coach women um, to clear skin and happy hormones just there's so much out there right now with food and birth control and acne medications that are truly detrimental to the female body. Um, and I don't think that we're educated. And so I'm not against anything. I'm just pro informed consent of everyone having all of the information to make decisions. So that's number one. And if you're an entrepreneur who is just looking for a community of other entrepreneurs that want the same thing as you that are high energy that you want to get training from. Um, I have a community called Surge. It is $4.99 a month. And there's eight calls a month. We're in there every day. 
there's workshops, there's training calls tomorrow. We are having hypno breath work um, for childhood trauma. So those are just all different types of calls, whether it's sales, marketing, personal development, healing, and just kind of that hub for entrepreneurs that are feeling a little bit lonely and in their journey and kind of need that support and that environment of other people also doing this crazy thing called entrepreneurship. So if you guys are interested in either one of those, you can DM me on just my personal Instagram. It's Francesca underscore underscore Augustinelli. Um, and I'll be happy to help you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I'm definitely going to obviously add all your information in the show notes so you, you guys can click it, check everybody out. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for being the first three guests on my podcast. This honestly couldn't have gone better than I have even imagined. This was everything that I wanted it to be and more. I just love the value that you guys added. I think people are really going to listen to this and start making some changes in their life. So I'm really excited for that. Is there anything anybody wanted to say to, you know, anybody out there listening before we close out? All right. Wait, wait, I have one. I was like, it's like, Fran, I saw your eyes. <laughs> um, I think it's something that everybody experiences, especially females, is if you're listening to this, I just want you to remember that the harder you try to fit in, the longer it will take to fit in. Um, people that make you feel like you have to fit in to be deserving of space is not where you belong. And instead of searching for fitting in, I challenge you to search for belonging and for people who make you feel like you belong just because of who you are and your character instead of what you do and what you say and what you post. And that was something that I battled for a really long time is I valued fitting in more than I valued belonging. And it was a detriment, I think, to myself. And so if you're listening, just remember with social media and money, and all this stuff, it's very easy to get caught in just wanting to fit in to be liked. And so I always tell people I would rather be disliked for who I am than liked for who I'm not. And so I just wanted to leave that. That's really it, I swear. Oh, no, that was so fire. Thank you for adding that in. And thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you next Wednesday. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did because holy crap. Did I get so much value from that? And now I need to go look on LinkedIn for all of the high ticket, high commission sales jobs because I need to make a change in my own life. And I hope you guys do too. Make sure you're connecting with me on social at It's Lynn Sfink on Instagram and TikTok and with the podcast at Wealthy Mindset Moves Podcast on Instagram. Cannot wait to see you guys next Wealthy Wednesday. Until then, keep learning, keep growing, and message me if you have any questions. Seriously, guys, I'm here to help you. Bye. If you're listening to this podcast, then you obviously care about your mental health or are on the path towards it. Did you know that fitness has more to do with your mindset than you would think? When I found this out, I knew I needed to make a change, and that's when I reached out to Grayson Van Dyke and started her program, Body by G. Grayson's goal with her program is to help you become high-class, healthy, and the 2.0 version of yourself. Whether you're looking to lose weight, gain muscle, sculpt your waist, or your booty, Grayson will personally design a workout and meal plan custom to you to fit your goals. 
Best part is it's all online through a personalized app. Personally, for me, this took all the guessing and thinking about what I needed to eat and how I needed to work out. And also having grace and support and this group chat full of women that are working on themselves has been not only a game changer for my body, but more so for my mind. I can go on and on, but I would rather you guys check it out for yourself. Check out at Grace and Van Dyke and at Body by G on Instagram and apply for her program in the link in my show notes.